Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio, here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And and let's let's start rebranding your wellness journey. got a really important and free 10-day video series that I want to tell you about. It's called Informed, Diet Culture Truth Bombs You Need to Know Before Changing a Thing About Your Eating in January. Every year I see the same flashy and misleading diet culture marketing preying on people's insecurities as we head into the new year. I see well-meaning eaters falling into the same restrictive food traps again and again, jumping into programs and approaches that not only don't solve, but actually worsen their eating struggles and relationship with food in their bodies. And I think, if only they could know some key facts about dieting, food restriction, and what is and isn't likely to work when it comes to supporting their eating, health, and well-being before committing to a single change. Well, now you can. In a 10-day series of short, I'm talking five minutes or less videos, I'll be pulling back the curtain on the most important information you need to know to make a fully informed decision about how to best approach your eating, health, and well-being in 2024. Just visit my Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating community on Facebook or send me an email at livehealthy at elizabethharrisnutrition to join. The link to my email will be in the show notes. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you are new to us, this is the podcast where a dietitian, a personal trainer, and a mental health therapist get together to serve up a delicious buffet of insights. Today, this is Maria, and I'm here with Tara and Elizabeth, and we're going to talk about exercising in the cold. Ooh la la, skiing? Yuck. Yuck <laughs> oh, what? Right. I love I don't skiing. like exercising in the cold. All right, let me just be honest here, guys. I hate the cold. So as do I. If it's below like I. sixty, count me out. I hate the cold also, but can I tell you a little secret? Tell me. I actually kind of really like exercising in the cold because it makes me feel twice as proud. <laughs> <laughs> like that was yes. a, that, like that was already one insurmountable yes, issue. Yes, that was a hurdle that I cleared because I persevered. Yes, I, love I that. feel very proud of myself even when I don't even exercise. Imagine <laughs> if it's gonna no. Yes, I'm I'm proud of myself just for existing when it's cold. I'm getting outside. an image of, you, of Maria Tara. strutting Thank around you, as a Tara. peacock. Yes. Okay. <laughs> when I first moved back here from Hawaii, I was just like appalled that I chose. You lived in Hawaii. I did, and Costa Rica. Maria, no, have, have you met Tara? Person. Tara, may I introduce you to Maria? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. No, I knew you lived in Costa Rica, never Hawaii. Yes, I went for to college in Hawaii. I was there almost three years. Nice. Yes. And choosing to live in a place where the air hurts my face. I just, like, question this decision every winter. You should. I know. It's a long story, but I'm here, and it's fine. I'm glad you're here, though. (laughs) I'm here, too, and I question that decision, The plan was actually to move back to Hawaii, and then I messed around and put down too many roots here, and now I don't want to leave, even though I want 
my life to be elsewhere. So Okay, so you don't like the cold. I no. support that. So how do we even exercise in the cold? Okay, so the number one most common complaint I hear in the wintertime is I don't want to go exercise because it's cold. Mm-hmm. And dark. And dark. It gets dark mm-hmm. so early here. And, of course, we're recording this, like, mid-December, so it's, like, the shortest days possible mm-hmm. right now. Yes. Um, so there's a couple ways to look at this, and honestly, nobody's going to like this, but there's no bad weather, only bad clothing. <laughs> That's what I knew you were going to say that. That was, I learned that when I first learned to ski, which I took up later in life in my 30s. And somebody told me that and it stuck with me. I have a client who's a sailor and he sails like right now. And I'm like, ew, like why are you out on the water in weather like this? Um, And he's like, he's British. So he's like, Tara, there's no bad weather. There's only bad clothing. And I'm like, well, there. (laughs) Well, you're right. Some people are not, are not going to like it, and I don't like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> that doesn't change the fact that it's true. Okay. So when we talk about exercising in the cold, I feel like there's a couple things we should address, and then we'll talk about how to like motivate yourself to get out there and just do it anyway. Um, so first thing, like, Maria's <laughs> face is cracking me up right now. I'm waiting. I don't no, know what it means. Like a, that I'm is waiting a, to see what you're going to say. Very expressive face. I'm listening. I'm all right, listening. all right, all right. So exercising in the cold can be dangerous, oh. right? Ooh, tell well, us. Like, more, let's more reason frostbite? for me not to do it. <laughs> Are we talking like frostbite dangerous or something else? Yeah, like hypothermia dangerous, yeah. frostbite dangerous, dyspenia dangerous. Like What is dyspenia? It's like difficulty breathing. Oh, okay. So those are like the three main things. And unless you're living in like, you know, this North Pole or something, (laughs) uh, you probably don't have to like truly worry about this. If you have the right gear. If you have the right gear. Um, But, you know, like having exposed skin, you're out for a jog and it's like 30 degrees Mm -hmm. outside. Like your skin's probably not going to be super happy about that, right? So like kind of like protecting your skin from the elements I doubt you'll get frostbite here in Maryland from jogging in the cold, but, like, possible. So just, Mm -hmm. like, be aware of it. I actually have a funny story to tell you guys about the time I got hypothermia. (laughs) What? (laughs) Did I tell you guys this story yet on the pod? I'm not laughing that you got hypothermia, but the way you just dropped that in was (laughs) unexpected. Okay, so here's a funny story. My grandparents are from western Pennsylvania, um, the wilderness counties out there and there is nothing in that area and it is freezing cold most of the time so every Easter we would go to my grandparents house and they lived in the middle of nowhere their their driveway was like a mile long you know mm-hmm. woods mountains and they had a stream we called it the creek that ran through their yard and it pooled into this creek. big like reservoir um, like right in their yard so the the pool was probably like 50 yards wide. It's not this massive lake, but it's just like a yucky pond, right? Yeah. Um, and then there was a little spillway where it would go down and continue down the mountain, right? So every Easter, my grandpa would take an Easter egg and put a rock in it, like one of those plastic ones, um, and throw it out into the middle. And whoever would swim out and get the Easter egg oh. got $50, Wait, can you say that again? He took an Easter egg and tied it to a rock? Like yeah, the so he, can... yeah, he put a rock in the middle of it so it would, like, sink. Oh. In the pond. And whoever would j- jump into the pond and get this Easter egg um, would get $50 in cash or a $100 savings bond. 
Wow, so I grew up on a pond in Connecticut, and let me tell you, you are not swimming in that thing, so I'm a little bit like, ooh, really, right <laughs> now? this is already Easter, right? Yes, so like it's Easter. Maybe March. So it's like but March or maybe, maybe, maybe really cold. April. Hey, she wanted the 50 bucks. Uh, well, so, guys, this is my claim to fame. I am the only person in the history of the family that has ever gotten the Easter egg. <laughs> I'm picturing tiny Tara with like a scuba mask. Okay, wait, so you go in. So I was like nine years old, maybe ten. I was young. Oh. Um, my grandpa throws this thing in the pond. My entire family, my aunt and uncle, and, oh. and my cousins are standing there. My mom and dad and brother, like the whole family standing around. And me and my brother are following our cousin Adam, who's about a year older than me, around, oh, this is the best way to get in. And he's telling us, oh, come on this side. This is the way. This is the way. You know, and meanwhile, he's never jumped in the pond to get it. <laughs> he doesn't know the way. Um, but me and Chris are following like little puppy dogs. And finally, I was tired of this like nonsense. And I said, I'm just getting it. And I jumped in. And I swam out to the middle and grabbed this Easter egg. And I turned around and I thought, I'm going to swim straight to my grandpa and be like, pay me. Um, and then the cold set in because there were literally ice around the edge of this oh. pond. Like, oh I definitely, gosh. like, broke through ice to get this Easter egg. It wasn't <laughs> frozen over, but there were definitely, like, ice chunks in it. Um, and I swam out there, and I got the Easter egg, and then I completely got disoriented and oh, had no idea where so I scary. was. Oh. Yeah, if I if this was my child, if this was Mavs, I would have been shitting my pants. <laughs> I'm thinking that this has 70s written all over it, but you weren't born. <laughs> you weren't nine in the 70s. <laughs> nope, this was probably, like, early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> So um, my dad, I see him on the edge, like, taking off his tennis shoes and, like, taking his sweatshirt off, getting ready to jump in and get me. And finally, everybody was like, come on, come on, come on, like, panicking, but, like, you got this tea. Um, And I made it to the edge, and my parents grabbed me, and they ran me up to the apartment where we were staying above the garage, and they threw me in a shower that was, like, 100% hot water. Um, Are and you not supposed to do that? Actually? Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. Yeah, that's part of what we're like talking yeah. about today. Um, you're supposed to be in like cool water and gradually warm it yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the '90s, right? So like nobody knew anything. Um, so <laughs> we still don't. You know, know the dark ages. <laughs> that's a crazy story. So anyway, I survived so, and I bought a strawberry shortcake bike with my fifty bucks. You didn't even get the hundred. I did not. Up until that point, they thought this was a good idea: jumping in the pond in the middle of winter with ice on it. <laughs> I guess. That's so weird. Listen, I didn't say we came from, like, a long line of geniuses. <laughs> wow. But they retired that tradition that year because oh, well, I should, I I should so, hope so. Too dangerous. But it's so. interesting to me that it was a tradition and no one had ever actually gotten in the pond before. People had, like, waded up to their, like, knees. They yeah. get, like, halfway out, and then they're like, no, oh, this is too cold. You know, like, everybody likes to play, but... Um, I'm the only one who did it, guys, so there's my claim to fame. Wow. Well, I, I'm sorry you went through that. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know whether to congratulate I'm, you well, or... Both. <laughs> we can do both. I'm sorry you went through that, but I admire the determination. Right? Is that Thank right? you. Yes. <laughs> but please don't do it again. So lesson learned, guys. If you are in the water in the cold, you are going to lose heat much, much, much faster <gasps> than if you are it just in air. Um, you lose it three to t- five times more quickly in water. So if somehow you're in the cold and you get wet, whether it's like raining on you or it snowed and the snow melted and your clothes are now wet, 
doesn't matter. Like, you need to get out of that situation. What about wetness because of your sweat? Yes, that still counts. Mm -hmm. um, so Good question. It's really Thank important you. in the cold to dress in layers so that you don't sweat. Like a little sweat is okay, right? But you don't want to be like dripping. Um, so you want to have like a wicking base layer. Of course, clothes technology has come a long way. Oh, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> now our clothes are just like, oh, well, automatically is going to wick sweat away from us. So mm -hmm. a wicking base layer, um, something warm for your mid layer, and then something waterproof for your outer layer so that you can take off as needed. Okay. Wicking Definitely. warm, waterproof. The yep, three, the three W's. W's. Of dressing for the cold. <laughs> Okay. So another really good example of this is I was coaching a half marathon team. And I know you guys are looking at me like, you coached a half marathon team? Yes, I hate running, but it was for a good cause, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. So I said, yes. Oh, well, um, well, at this point, I didn't know you lived in Hawaii. So anything else I don't know, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> Surprise. So we were running the Rock and Roll Las Vegas Marathon, half marathon, um, in Las Vegas, where you run down the strip at night. And it was not in the summertime. I don't remember when it was, but it wasn't super cold. Um, but as soon as the sun goes down in yeah. the desert, it gets cold. Yeah. So I knew this ahead of time. So I ran the marathon wearing like a sports bra, a tank top, a t-shirt, another t-shirt, another t-shirt. Um, my hoodie, and then a couple more like coach jerseys on top because I knew I was going to be freaking freezing and I couldn't run in a parka because mm -hmm. that just looks silly. Um, <laughs> and they wanted me to have like the coach on the back of my shirt yeah. so that if people needed help, they knew they could come to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm telling you guys, I ran that race and I was fine from a warmth perspective, but many other people were not. Yeah. As I was running the race, I would see people just like shivering and shaking, even though they were running like a right. half marathon. Yes. They might have been like eight miles in. They need and they those were gold shivering. foil things they wrap around you at the end. Totally, like the space <laughs> blankets. <laughs> so I ran this race just taking off my shirt and like putting it on people as I ran Aww. past, you know, um, because so many people were so cold. Um, and, of course, they had, like, the warm, slow bus at the back picking up everybody that was freezing. So even if you're running and you think, oh, my God, I'm going to be so hot running, like, you might not be. So please, please dress appropriately. Yes. We and fun fact, um, I was the second to last person to finish that race. Nice. But because you were um, stripping the whole time. That takes time. About to go wow, wow. Also, because I had teammates that were pretty slow, so yeah. I was, like, running back with them. I actually ended up doing 18 miles in that race, which sucked. Because of, like, looping back yes, and Yes, because I would loop back and oh get people. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, and That's then, a lot of extra miles. This, listen to this crazy story. This is the episode of Crazy Stories. Yeah. Um, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation put this on, and they made all the drinks along the race, like Gatorade, you know, the Powerade yeah. mix, whatever, with non-potable water, like from the uh, oh, fire hydrants. Awful. So not only do these people who yes. are running this already have digestive issues, but now oh, they no, are drinking non-potable water. I'm telling you, the lobby of the Mandalay Bay, covered in barf, in poop. In sweat, it was nuts. What? Oh, that doesn't sound like a health hazard at all. It was crazy. <laughs> and they ran out of food and drinks at the finish line. So thank God. Shout out to Marcus for buying me two liters of water and three bananas. How long ago was this? Um, 
this was probably like seven or eight years ago. Wow. It's been a minute. Okay. I would not do it again. But then we walked over to the Bellagio, no, not the Bellagio, the one shaped like a pyramid, and waited in line at a subway for like four hours to get a sandwich yeah. afterwards. Um, and by the time we got there, they were like, we only have bread left. And I was like, give me four foot longs. <laughs> wow. And that was that. So. Wow. There's my crazy experience. But the point of it was hypothermia is a thing. Even mm-hmm. if you're exercising, you don't have to be jumping in a pond like stupid nine-year-old me. Um, <laughs> you can just be doing something good for charity and also get really cold and wet. Mm-hmm. So please, please be careful. Yes. Let's talk about motivation. Like, that's the real thing, right? Let's, let's talk about <laughs> motivation. Full disclosure, bum, bum, I'm bum, not... Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Not the best person to talk about this because you will not find me exercising in the cold and the dark. Um, I will go to the gym in the warm and the light before I will go outside and do these things. However, if you are an outdoor person like Elizabeth, I consider yes. you an outdoor person. I love to be outside. And there I are things you can like do. to let the winter stop me. Um, so dressing appropriately, like job number one, the three W's yep. of dressing for the cold. Um, I also think it's important to like find a reason to go out, get a partner. Yeah. Right. Elizabeth, you're really good at this. Yes. You always invite people to like, let's meet for a walk. Yes. I, and it's, it's just, honestly, it's multitasking. Yep. It's me killing two birds with one stone, which I, I hate that phrase, but, um, I get to visit with my friends and I get to go outside and move my body and I like that. But also it is a little bit of if I made a plan with you, I'm not I'm probably not gonna back out. Unless mm-hmm. it's raining. I, I really don't like rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, that's where you draw the line. I'm water averse. <laughs> she will exercise in frigid temperatures. I will God and I'll even I will also sprinkling. go in the dark, but it throw in rain and I'm out. Let's talk about going in the dark. Like, mm-hmm. if you're walking, running, you know, skating, whatever you're doing in the dark, um, please put on something reflective so that yes. you're safe. They sell these little things for dog collars on Amazons that are just, like, little, like, flashing lights, or you can put it on various colors. It doesn't have to be flashing, but that kind of stuff is really saving lives. So yes. um, I rarely walk without my dog. So Chules has two on her leash, one on the handle part and one on her collar. That's smart. Of course, my toddler loves them and is obsessed. <laughs> he probably uses them way more than we use them. <laughs> but something like that will keep you safe. So please put that on. Marcus loves a headlamp. So yeah. He'll go for a walk with his, like, million-watt headlamp lighting up the houses. You can see people inside going, like, what's happening out there? <laughs> because the light is so bright, they see it in their mm-hmm. walls. So wearing something like that can be really helpful in terms of keeping you safe. Yeah. yeah. So motivation-wise, suck it up and just do it. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the worst way, but it is the way, right? Well, can I add there... I would phrase that slightly differently, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> By all means. Um, nice that up But for us. think about your why, right? Yes. It's easy to wake up and think it's cold out and therefore I don't want to go, but why do you want to move your body? Is, is your why stronger than it's cold? Than your hate of the cold, totally. So think about your why, suck it up and just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure that it's something you enjoy, yeah. Right? Like, it might be cold. And ice skating. I love ice skating. Yes. Like, look for things that embrace the cold. Like, Mario's ice skating. Face is so funny. I'm taking it you don't like ice skating? 
No, I can do ice skating, but when she's saying something that you enjoy, and I'm like dancing, so I guess can I I'll dance in the cold? Like, you could. I don't think so. You can shake your booty in I any can. kind of weather. Yeah, yes, but you, you can do that inside, so even better. That's right, so even better. Um, I love ice skating. I yeah. I, I Are you good? At I grew it? up on a pond. Um, I'll tell. <laughs> I'll, I actually <laughs> have a small funny story. So I did grow up on a pond, and we ice skated all the time, and I love it. But when my nephew was about nine years old, he's a pretty big kid, we took them ice skating at the Naval Brigade here uh-huh. in Annapolis, yeah. and oh, he yeah. didn't know how to ice skate at all, and they didn't tend to do those things much. And Brian and I were like, it's going to be super fun. Like, we'd take them ice skating. But he didn't know what he was doing, and he was falling and he grabbed onto me as he was falling and yanked me back. I smashed my head so hard on the ice that I swear I had a concussion. I did go into the ER and get it checked because I had a horrible headache for days. They said I didn't have a concussion, but I'm really scared to ice skate now, even though I love it. How long ago was that? I'm trying to think if my oldest daughter was even born. It, It was probably 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So that kind of ruined me on ice skating. Mm-hmm. But before that, yeah, I, w- I was good at it. I mean, you know, like I'm not Dorothy Hamill or anything or Hamilton. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm Christy Yamaguchi of uh, yeah. age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I did just date myself. <laughs> Funny. Um, I mean, Tanya I'm Harding not, age. <laughs> I, was, I was not that good, but I could ice skate and it was fun and I could go backwards. I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> Good. Nice. I can't go backwards. What about roller skate? Can you do roller oh, skate? Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, hello, I grew up in the 70s. I can roller skate. Oh, man. We got Miss Roll Bounce over here. <laughs> okay. So find something it. we enjoy. Yes. Find something you enjoy. Lean into the cold. Skiing, maybe you go skiing, hiking. snowboarding. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're just like sledding. Yeah, I, I was going to say, those are inaccessible like... for a lot of... So sledding's hard totally. work. I used to sledding do that with the kids. Trucking up that hill, it's yeah. good exercise and fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally agree. Um, you know, just look for ways that you can get out there. Like, making a Biking. snowman is actually a hard yeah, work. Right. If you live totally. in a snowy place, you know, have a snowball fight. Build an igloo. Yeah. Like, lean into the cold rather yeah. than resisting and trying to do your normal warm things while it's cold outside. Yeah. And wearing the right gear. Wearing the right gear. Super important. Mm-hmm. All right. How else do we motivate? That's a good question. <laughs> Maria, any suggestions? No, I think I like the idea of suck it up and do it. I mean, without even the suck it up, just do it, right? Yeah. Like how all, many other things that we do in the cold weather because we have to do it. Mm-hmm. Like go take my kids somewhere or go, I don't know, whatever. Um, walk from one way to the other I still do it because Mm -hmm. I have to do it so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like yeah your why and say this is going to be good for me and without thinking much just go out and do it yeah I also think pausing to reframe it is important too like oh I have to go exercise and it's yucky outside like that's definitely not motivating Mm -hmm. but if you pause and go oh how fun I wonder if I'll see any stars out there because it's so dark tonight yeah. You know, or or like I'm really stressed out today, and maybe that thing will that feels like maybe it won't be fun will actually help me de-stress. Yeah, right, absolutely, be good for my mental health. But I would also say, if movement is an important part of your health promoting plan and something you want to do, odds are if 
the cold really is just a barrier that you can't or know you're not going to cross. There's plenty of things you can do inside in the winter. Yes. Yeah. There are plenty Maybe of other Maybe we should options. do another episode about that. You don't <laughs> have to suck it up and do it outside. Uh, if yep. you want to move, there are other, other options. Other options. And if you really have no idea, I do take clients virtually. Elizabeth That's how I train. trains with me that way. Yeah, You I don't even it. have to leave your home. You can just meet me on Zoom or on FaceTime and yeah. we'll have a good workout and a fun chat. I, I love see, seeing Tara's face at 7.30 a.m. every morning. Not yeah. every morning. What am I talking about? <laughs> every Twice a week. Yes, yes. You're so ambitious. <laughs> or every morning. No. And do you think is the time when people need the most motivation? Like, I feel that winter and the cold weather and getting dark is when we need to move more because already there's so many other variables that yes, keep the motivation down. Yes, and all that. Yes. Yeah. But so then it's the hardest time, but probably the time that you need it the most. Like, mm -hmm. in my case, it's really when I need it the most because I do see the difference in my energy level yeah. yep. because of the weather and getting dark. So then I have less motivation, but it's when I need it the most because it's a cycle, right? The more you do it, the more motivation and energy and so on. I have a lot of clients that come see me during the winter very regularly. And then when it's warm outside, they're like, Man, I'll see you when I see you. Yeah, I'll text sense. you if I need you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes sense. they do, but mostly people need that like external motivation, yes. like coming to see me um, in the winter time. And you sense. know what I love about this entire conversation is not once did we ever talk about moving your body to burn off calories or lose weight yeah, or true. anything like that. In case you want that, you actually burn more calories in the cold, <laughs> which is a good reason to refuel really well after. Ah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> but but no, yeah, I just like shivering it. and stuff is yes. a big part might, of that. You might need more food. You might need more food. Post-workout. Yep. Mm -hmm. In the cold, I I do always have a hearty lunch on those ski slopes. Yes, <laughs> yes, just half the fun. <laughs> yeah. I like sitting in the lodge, drinking hot chocolate, watching everybody else kill themselves on the slope. Yeah, I think I you don't even go. Period. Okay, I'm gonna be at home watching Netflix with my hot chocolate while the two of you are skiing. Oh, I mean, in it? all reality, I'm at home too, but. But you just talked about how much more you need to be moving in the winter. Yeah, but, but you I, don't have to be skiing. No, exactly. Yes. I love skiing, though. It's so beautiful up on those mountains. I should have learned, but no. Maria, me and you can go like tubing. Yeah, there we'll you go. Tubing. I like doing yeah. that too. It yes. is fun. Tubing yeah, that's is a way lot fun. of fun. And you yes. can you don't have to take up that magic carpet. You can you can walk up. That's what I used to yes. do. Walk up beside it, cause why not? Yeah, like, and walking in the snow is way hard. It's so hard. It's snowshoeing like is a really five. fun exercise if you happen to be somewhere with snow. Have you ever that been snowshoeing? True. Yes. Yeah. One of my athletes just won gold medal in the Special Olympics for snowshoeing. Get oh, out. I didn't yeah. even know that was like a, thing, a thing you could do. Wow, very it's cool. A thing. He nice. won first place by like 10 minutes. He killed oh, it. Wow. Isn't it true what you said, Maria, though, about kind it's of... always true what I say. <laughs> <laughs> knowing sometimes... Well, no matter what you're talking about when it comes to your like health or mental health or any of it, there are things we may not necessarily want to do in the moment, but we know that they're good for us and help us enrich the quality of our days and show up differently. And so we try to do them anyway. Yes. And the more you yeah. get to know yourself, the more you're going to know that stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you will know and notice that maybe your energy level is lower than usual or your mood 
is lower than usual, so then that's the time to do something about it, and movement is one of them. Right, and maybe that's mm -hmm. a cue from your body that you can practice mm -hmm. picking up on, tuning mm -hmm. into. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Thank you, Tara. So where do people find you if they want to do this virtual training? Yes, so my contact info is in the show notes. Reach out anytime. I would love to help you on your cold fitness journeys. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to connect with me outside of this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist. I'm Elizabeth. You can find me at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition or in my Facebook group, Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tara DeLeon Fitness. Guys, if you loved this episode or any of our other episodes, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really, really helps us get the non-diet word out to the rest of the world. So please leave us a review. Yes, thank you. 